Welcome back to the Money Hill, your number one COD pod with a betting focus, taking you through all the matches and majors of the 2021 CDL season. My name, of course, is Scoot, and I'm back with Nikita and Big Money Bliv's Chris Bliven. How are you guys doing today? We had an absolute burner of a, of a major, of a stage two major, so I'm excited to talk about it with you. But how are we doing, boys? So good. So good. Things were just so exciting all weekend long. Um, just the COD was exciting it was just good it was just good gameplay i think across the board and it was fun to to see the upset well it was good gameplay from some people <laughs> like the new york subliners did not have good gameplay uh and uh scotty's beloved optic chicago so um I, w- I would agree it was a really really fun stage two major lots to talk about really surprising there's a a lot to talk about and i know we're gonna get into all of it but uh it was fun you know never 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 fail i was able to still find a way to lose money here um but every so often i also won some money so uh, you know we can go map by map i can tell you where i won and lost but uh i'm looking forward to recapping this with you guys yeah I, i there's a lot here i think you said there, there's kind of a lot of storylines to go through and talk about. Um, the glaring one is obviously Ultra beating the final boss, I think was the CDL's tweet in phase. We'll get there because I think I have a lot of thoughts on that match as well as you guys do, especially like coming from the winner's bracket and everything like that. But let's just recap a little bit because we have, I, I guess we can start along the lines of Optic Chicago because that's like the first big match that we were like, oh shit. Um and Ultra just takes them down three one right off the rip. They go on to beat Surge no. three to one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go on no, to beat well, Surge hold on. So, so, but wait, that was a big like. I was like, what the fuck, Optic? What the fuck? Um, I was like, Jesus, and especially after they lost previously, I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I I don't know what is wrong with Optic, but it's not working. Um, but actually, they lost to the the major winners. So actually, maybe not what the fuck. Well, maybe uh, Ultra yeah. was just that good. No, because this is what's so interesting. I know we'll get there, but FaZe handles Ultra three to one. Now I remember watching that. It was a lot closer than three to one. I, I, I know that we love to say this, but like I was watching it. I had FaZe minus one and a half on that, so I was very intently watching. And mm-hmm. Ultra was so close. I think they were even up on control. And it was so damn close they were definitely up early on the final hard point to yeah. making that go five and i was like i was like was atlanta phase like not playing that well or was ultra playing well like i was i was quite confused uh but i was like yeah rest assured they won so that was a i think compelling and worth you know worth documenting seeing ultra beat optic chicago's handling as they did and then come closer than the three one would indic- indicate uh against phase yeah, so, no, so Optics loss to them is more reasonable than Justified. I initially thought. Yes. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a little bit more reasonable, but the problem is I didn't like the way they lost. They got pretty handled in that series. They and did? they didn't look like they were ready to play a major by any means. Or or I guess a stage two major, not like finals. Totally. But like right out the jump didn't look that good. And then they come back and it looks like they fully regained against Seattle. And I think they handled that pretty well. And you guys know how it ends. Like, everyone saw it. It's, like, them versus Minnesota. That is the worst way to bow out of a major. Like, round 11, map 5, 
and you get three piece. Not only does accuracy ace the round. Love how, on, by the on... way, you're jumping to the most exciting. Like we should be building up to this. Like all sure, the other sure. boring things. You're like, no, fucking, let's start with optic banger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I think it's fun to talk about. The most exciting thing is ultra, but yeah, no, we gotta get. No, gotta I, get I actually this. disagree. I really? think the Minnesota. I think I think the the Iceman winning round eleven one v three. That's more exciting. All right. I, well, I, I mean, we're here. I. I, it was. It, I, I can't fault optic for it. Electric, it, but what a so, fucking performance! What a call! What a play! And everything lined up. You know, even from uh, the last two players, I, I I don't know who it was, but the way they lined up, so he didn't even really have to shift his aim. Everything like what a player to make that call and to jump out there and to pull it off, and just ah, oh, what a heartbreaker for optic. I mean, they read attach perfectly on escalators, yeah. right? And I think whatever callout he gave, the push from Envoy was a little bit ill-advised there, especially right before they kill attach, and that ends up being a four v one. If any of those players stagger at yeah. all, it's the like that's game. That's like, it. They're moving yep. on, and and this major looks maybe a little different. I don't know if anybody beats Ultra. Maybe not Optic there, especially the way they performed against them early. But yeah, like. That play will be written into Call of Duty history, especially early in the CDL, like after they've switched from CWL and everything. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, the, the the fallout afterwards as well on Twitter, also pretty unbelievable. Um, I think everyone has kind of the different stance on that in the Minnesota tweet, but it was crazy. That series was nuts. And, I feel uh, like it's new COD fans who are soft and who are trying to make a deal a big deal out of it hex was like made a whole video about it being like it's not that big a deal calm down would have been better had he tweeted it in game four or game three uh you know i agree at the end of a game i think you should be building up and just kind of good games so there's that in just the the, the approach but the tweet itself what a good tweet what a fucking great trash talking tweet that would have been just I, I think it was a great tweet. It just was maybe a bit mistimed. I think, yeah, uh, maybe not right after, but at the same time, I, I would disagree. I think it's more old heads that are a little bit upset about it because the way they view it is more that like trash talk has always taken place between the players and now you have franchise orgs and they have to handle the Twitter and all of that. What's wrong with that? Even I, Nothing, nothing. And it's... even Attached though afterwards came out and was like, that was probably an ill-advised tweet i don't know if they have to apologize for it um but they did end up doing that it's just like a weird it's a weird situation because optic as an org won't go after teams because of the way their fan base works and they know what that would cause for other yeah. orgs so and and hex said it very nicely is yeah that, like when the game is over they want to talk about what happened. And I agree with him. He made a great point that had the guy tweeted a clip of that final moment that would have that would have been huge and it is always better to lift up than to pull down but at the same time i like trash talk so it's kind of like i love the tweet i just don't love the timing of the tweet i wish it had been dropped in game three or game four i think that would have been way better yeah um, they kicked them they kicked them probably while they were down at their worst and i think yeah. you saw the reaction from the optic players they were a little bit a little bit frustrated with that one as well Oh, Look, what a heartbreaker. A accuracy Dude, heartbreaking. makes that play going down in history. Talk as much shit as you want. I feel zero like that is 
the number one time. I mean, those guys just lined up. I mean, they got bailed out. Like, let's be clear. 100%. Because they were lined up. And and it will go down in history. The crazy, like, the craziest thing is, I forget who I was listening to, and I wish I I wish I knew the name right now because I would credit it. Um, but it, it might have been Hex's video. Nine times out of ten, that doesn't happen. No, like, of course not. Like, like absolutely. And probably 99 out of 100. Optic, optic. Like, yeah should have won that and like and this oh, yeah. is why i gen like from the start of the major where i was like fuck you know i don't know why but i think optic might need to make a change because they lost to ultra to the end of the major i'm like oh actually they lost to the champs and then really they should have gone on to uh you know to face off against ultra in in round five of the elimination that, that so, will literally so, never happen again right like exactly. where those guys i mean like that is just like that's what makes the play so like kind of historic and monumental is like yes he went there's no way he knew that those three guys were like just lined up like that luck is absolutely a part of it but fuck he pulled it off so i think he knew all two credit. were lined up yes definitely thought he had three. exactly he definitely knew two were there there's no way he didn't even i think he killed the second guy while still trying to kill the first guy and then, no, that's why I mean they were standing right behind each other. Like it was so like it was he didn't accident. even need to shift. And, it, and one was laying down. Right. Yeah, it, it was just, an accident. It worked so well. No, but I mean, like great play, and and Minnesota moves on. I was too watching bad. it. Do they face next. I mean, play? I was watching it, and I could. I, I was like, wait, why did the game just end? I didn't even realize that he had three paced them. Like that, that's how much in the way. Like the second guy was directly behind the first guy. How fucking good was that, man? Like, would, that is literally going to go down in history. And, like, good for them. But with like, that being said, oh, yeah, you know with that I being mean, said, like, they lose to fucking Ultra next. And so... Yeah, which is well, fine. Well, and I would have liked to have seen Optic against them. Because I, I, I do think that Optic was the better team. Um, it, especially that day. But, you know, it, 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 it played out the way it played out. Um, I think, actually, I, I feel better about Optic. And we just we got a historic moment, and I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I yeah, I mean there's a there's a little bit more to talk about, I guess, in the winners bracket as well. Dallas comes out three zero three zero is New York. I don't think anybody really saw it going that way. I thought New we had, had a bad major. Yeah, they had a bad major. I thought we had a good match on our hands right off rip. Yeah, yeah. And then right after they go three two with Rocker, and I was like, okay, Dallas is due to lose again. That eventually plays itself out, of course, against Easiest Ultra, call. who win it all. Well, no, um, no, 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 no. Dallas loses to no, Phase. Yeah, they got dismantled by Phase, right. but I was Easiest not surprised call. by that. Had that but win. then they lose again. Yes. Um, but they nearly lose to Rocker, and this is what we've been saying for weeks now. Shaky. Is that they're shaky, and that teams need a... But the, the thing is, though, no one has been able to... It, it's come close, but they haven't been able to close them out. But now well, we've actually started to see teams closing them out you know rock and nearly did well phase clearly did ultra clearly did so in my in my yeah, wagering I, mean, I had we we had rocker beating empire i really thought they were going to do it um and, and in our in our in my personal picks i had ultra beating minnesota but then i had but then i said you know on the twitter which is because we couldn't we didn't have the lines when we first when it opened or when the day started which is Whoever wins Rocker or Toronto, they're beating Dallas. I knew that Dallas wasn't going to be in that final. And by the way, they didn't deserve to be in that final based off of how they'd been performing. No. All split. 
or all no. uh, yeah, but, stage. but the problem is, but yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. But we kept saying that, and they kept barely winning, and that's what happened in the previous major. Is they made it to the finals kind of by default because no one was good enough to exploit it. So I'm happy to see because it's it, it's frustrating to watch a team like Dallas, and I know they're not playing that well, but uh, no one seems to be able to to take advantage of that. Well, on the other half of their first game, which we talked about, and then we kind of got deeper in the Empire a little bit, New York, just 06 weekend. I mean, you bow out of that major as fast as you possibly could from the winner's bracket. Like, it didn't look good, and we're going to see things change for New York. Um, we can actually touch on that now. I think it fits in well here. But, uh, Jesus Christ, like, well, what the fuck? Well, I think that there's two different storylines there, which is... Yeah. I was very excited by LA Thieves coming into this, right? We had had it. We, yeah. with the roster change, I was very excited about them. Felt like they were going to beat Paris. We're wanting to lose against my beloved London Royal Ravens, but came back, did the reverse sweep. Great. And then, you know, going up against New York, definitely didn't see them 3 0 New York. Like, just no way in yeah. hell. Uh, that was, I think, surprised everybody. Um, but, Good on the thieves, you know, kind of turning the sh- their shit around, making the necessary adjustments, and getting a lot of points where they were left for dead. I mean, just the week before the major started, they were getting their ass completely handed to them. So good on the thieves. I mean, then they ran into to the unbeknownst to us juggernaut of the ultra, but uh, very impressive. I think stage two major out of the LA thieves. Yeah, I was also. Um... I mean, like, I, I think I said it last week or w- when we covered the beginning of the major that, like, they're going to be, one, hard to prepare for, and they're also playing with, like, four guys that can pretty much play any position at any time, right? And it's a fairly unpredictable thing because, like, they go down 0-2 to Ravens, and you're like, I still don't know what's going to happen because they could come back in this. And uh, then they show up against subliners. I don't think subliners knew what to prepare for as well. And just like, like well, the subliners hadn't prepared at all for anybody. No, I think yeah, obviously, but I think like across the board they were just kind of stunning teams with just like a lot of variance in their play, and they did a good job. Credit to them. I mean, they jumped out right on Paris and they kept it going from there. So I think it's good, I think it's a good weekend. We talked about it. Like if thieves don't do well, we're not sure if it's indicative, but I think they did better than expected and reached a place that i'm like actually you know what okay i think the changes they they've done make me somewhat hopeful yeah now we'll see if that settles in and kind of maybe goes back to what it was before but i don't know if that's the case i think draza played really well um filling in as quickly as he did as well Mm -hmm. so that was great i also think surge looked a little bit better um they took they handled florida pretty easily yeah, they did fall to Optic. I think some of those maps were close, but Optic just pulled off victories there. I, I believe they got map one right off the rip, and then people were like, "Oh shit!" But <laughs> then it was, of course, pretty typical. You know, we're gonna win a search that is fairly uncharacteristic for us, and then control is our map, and then hardpoint right after map four. Um, other than that, though, I mean, like <laughs> we've talked about it here and there. The big storyline is like new champ in Call of Duty. It's the Toronto Ultra, and what a run they had. I mean, holy shit. 
that's like that's all I can really say about it. But like three one optic, you lose to phase three one in a fairly close series. That's like definitely closer than it was on paper. And then you go through three oh thieves, three one rocker, three one empire, and then five three Atlanta phase in the finals. I at no point am gonna say during this podcast that they didn't deserve to win it. But, but I do think there are problems with how the <laughs> bracket works. Yes. Yeah, I there think Ultra deserved it. They played, honestly, like Vance and Kleenex just fucking played so well. So well in the finals. And they 100% deserve it. And they and they, they did. They won it. They beat a, a real large variety of teams. You know, like if you look at... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they hadn't they, played Dallas all year and they just handled them. Exactly. And they didn't double up. So, like, I, I you know, had Chicago won, they would have had that rematch. And I I'm, would I would be really interested to see how that game goes. But, you know, they played how many teams? Six teams? Yeah, six different teams. Yeah, least. so they played half the league and beat everyone. Not to it's, mention our, my they boy... They beat the shit out of teams. Insight yeah. is coming coming alive i mean he got subbed well, in. i mean he's been alive the entire time but that's my point like what a sub in that was right like what a fucking move that paid dividends right and so um to your point i mean beating half the entire league on your way to a cha- i mean that's a true major championship and that's yeah. a true champion that like that Half the league, winning, beating half the league. That's the what league. you want to hear and see. It's a true loser's bracket run. Like, that's what that is. And it was exciting to watch from the jump. I think the thing that characterizes their run the most was I they dropped one Search and Destroy map all weekend. And what you had seen prior is, like, Insight carrying on Search and Destroy. What became a problem for teams is that the rest of the team showed up to play Search. And they were just shitting on teams when they got S and D's. Like, by the way, real real quick, they only beat five teams, but still, uh, unbelievably impressive. They beat six. No, Chicago, Thieves, oh, yeah, Minnesota, five, five, five. Dallas. They lost one matchup to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. On the other half of that, we also have a bracket that sets up in a way that I don't really like, especially not giving at least some sort of advantage to coming out of winners because. While you do expect FaZe to win the matchup against Ultra initially, and while you do expect them to slap around Empire like they should, they also go in to play a cold best of nine on Championship Sunday, which I think is a little bullshit um, from the way it works out. I think that winner's bracket finals should be played on the same day as elimination finals, and then you should have that best of nine like afterwards so both teams are not only warmed up, but then they should also have an advantage walking into the final because the only advantage they have is vetoing a control and a search and destroy, both teams get the veto, a hard point. It's just like, I don't know. I think part of what happened on Sunday, while Ultra was definitely the better team that day, is like comes down to not only being warmed up, but like, I don't know. I think you saw FaZe at one of their worst points and Ultra at some of their best. So I I kind I, like I agree and disagree. Um and the reason is it's like I my biggest agreement is with if you come from the winners bracket you should have an advantage just full definitive one yeah 100% my issue with playing on the same day is mental fatigue so we could 100% turn around and say well okay you know what that the the one of the advantages is that one team gets to kind of rest relax um and study the other team 
So I, I think that can go either way because we've I've definitely seen it in the past where teams have gone like game five, round 11. It's been so high energy and then they have to go into a best of nine. And that's just, you know, to keep that energy and focus up for that long, it's really tough. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I think I follow a lot of people on, on COD Twitter, I guess, and the agreement has kind of been that like, there is a certain disadvantage to not having played on that day, but I can also see where you're coming from with uh, like the advantage of not having played as well and the mental fatigue that that can cause. Some people do say that phases at a disadvantage coming from winners, which I think is a, is a crazy take, but also like they have no definitive advantage. I don't think vetoes matter that much because you're going to veto garrison control. It's out of your hands, whether or not you're going to get offense or defense to start, unless it like works out a certain way. But, like, that's a guaranteed veto because everyone fucking hates that map. Yeah. And then, other than that, like, you get the veto one S&D map. That's not, like, a... It's not, it's a not enough. Thing, it's not, it's not a real... It's not really a real advantage where you're putting the no. other team into a proper disadvantage. Um, but, I mean, massive credit to Ultros. It was incredible to watch. The seven spree that Kleenex went on on Raid. Unbelievable. Um, that was absolute competitive call of duty porn i think is what i tweeted and just uh just a great fucking great fucking weekend from them i was i it felt reminiscent of like an open bracket like amateur team run on like a on on champ sunday and and that felt like old cwl to me and it felt really good to watch just across the board it was magical i don't know if you guys have any final thoughts or anything that we kind of missed on the major but Go ahead if you do. I just, I want to reemphasize how improbable it was that FaZe would get beat five times out of nine. Like, yeah. And it didn't even make it to nine, it was only eight. And so, hats off to the Ultra. Um, I can guarantee you that I did not have any amount of money on them in that grand final. Never in a million years would have thought they would have won it. Uh, didn't even see a path to it to be honest so um i don't i hear you scotty you know get get your fingers warmed up maybe you lose one map so i i could see why they wouldn't win 5-0 uh but by maps two and three like you're locked in so um if you're the better team which i think you know especially in this capacity where face has been like on a just a different world compared like i mean literally nikki's line earlier was there's phase and then a bunch of other dog shit teams right yeah Uh, and some of them are liquid shit versus somewhat almost formidable shit well one of those marginally formidable shit teams beat phase and so mind blown i don't i don't think we consider them in that category when the weekend started by the way Uh, totally I think I think when we were really saying it, like I think, I think we had like Toronto Ultra like the very bottom of the barrel for a minute. Like, I mean, we had we had Toronto Ultra chalked up to Insight and Co. Pretty much, <laughs> exactly. And it could very much return to that. Like they played though Kleenex and Bands especially played out of their minds. But if they continue that, that is a very very good team. So, interested to see where it heads. Thousand percent. And so, just yeah. kudos. Uh, you know, I can't wait, and maybe you guys saw, but I can't imagine how much FaZe is pouting and tweeting about that. We're not going to let that happen again. Uh, you know, 
we'll, we'll see, but RIP to whoever has to play phase first in the next uh, split. Yeah. Uh, although, Scoot, you tell me that land is a bit different than online. So No, I mean, yes. But, so maybe but phase will become like the worst place team back. now. Land is back. Is I, well, that's so the will phase come in last place? I'm so excited. No, no shot. Yeah. Oh, you know what I heard? You know what I heard? To Go ahead. London Royal Ravens. Top four. <laughs> no shot. There's actually zero chance. Yeah, no. That, that's just the, the big storyline coming out of the CDL, and it's something that I think initially Optic Chicago and Atlanta Phase being like the two big social media organizations, right? Teased. And then the CDL announced today, I believe four or five hours ago. LAN is back for the CDL. They haven't announced what events it'll be, um, whether or not that be home series or just the stage three major. And then hopefully, I mean, obviously champs, unless the COVID situation gets worse around the world. But shit, I mean, it's a different picture. I think, Nikki, you know it pretty well. Like, LAN is different than online LAN video gaming. is different. And it's like, you don't understand it until you've played it. Yep. And when you play it and the guns are so crisp, bullets don't disappear, they don't, the travel time, it's just, it is so fucking good. It's different. so good. And it is also going to, it's going to impact the way people approach strategies. It's going to be the way they, what matchups they take, what matchups they don't take it. I, it's going to be great. I think um, I'm excited for optic. Obviously they are known for being beasts on land. I feel fucking terrible for slasher who basically yeah. lost, lost some motivation and focus because it was online card and now it's back. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Venom on fucking Thieves tweeted, wait, why is everyone so excited about that? <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. There's a couple of, there's a bunch of like, I think you mentioned like Bats, Venom, Draza, and a bunch of other guys who yeah. actually just never played on land. And so, well, I mean, and that's not true. I'm they played in challenger series and stuff, but like never that, pro and like with friends, but they've never played it like that at that level. Um, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting to kind of see. I wonder if it's a because I doubt there'll be a crowd, which means that they get quite a nice soft entry because yep. not only are you playing on land, which is faster and you need to be more on point, but then normally you have a crowd that is pumping. Oh, and you know exactly who they would be rooting for because the, the majority of CDL fans fall into a category of probably three or four teams right for now. For sure, but it's not even that. It's just like you fuck up, you hear the yeah, crowd. There's pressure. You know everyone's watching and booing you, and then you pull it off, and man, your balls just grow three sizes up, you know? You just yeah. feel like BSD, big swinging dick. Um, I mean, this is going to – it's it's really going to come down to like what – up and coming or like new rookies can prove themselves on in a land environment. Right. And, and who is like legit, legit. Yeah. This is like the, the, the real test for, are you a call of duty pro? Right. And I'm excited to see it because also like we've got new players coming in. We haven't talked about the roster changes at all yet, but then you also have like the whole storyline of optic historically has been good on land, specifically formal, specifically scump. I think envoy has a land championship as well. And then, Dashy, I mean, just always a talented player. The issue also exists that phase is composed of four players that are very proven on land. 
yeah. um, to just win across the board. Like Cell, Simp, Abizi, and Arsides are all land winners. So like nothing changes in their situation at all. I think they're excited for it. Um, Slasher's tweet stood out. I think he said something about, wow, what perfect timing, right? Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be like, who is built different? Who isn't? The one that stuck out to me was, was formals. Just imagine the players that saw the land stuff and a shiver went down their spine yes. excited for the return. So that was, uh, I'm that very was, excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be fucking great. Chris, I know you have some, some thoughts here. Chris has an experienced land. My, my main question to you guys, cause again, I, my interest and, uh, involvement in call of duty beyond you know the the original call of duty with uh going like way back to like 2000 and like one or whatever it was when it came out on playstation um is you know i, I re-emerged when we started betting on it and so my interest in it has greatly increased as such i've never bet on a lan matchup and so my question to you is why would any of these teams change in their rankings, right? Because in theory, they've all been playing online, so the shift should be equal to all of them. Now, I understand some people can pick it up quicker than others, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, Scott, to your point earlier, I don't think you can just do certain events on land and certain events not. I think that'll be just too wonky. Um, I, from a betting perspective, which is, you know, the only thing I ever care about, uh, I'm going to stay the fuck away from weekend one. I know for a fact I'll actually put money on it because I'm a degenerate and can't help myself. You're like, um, I'm not betting on this. And you're like, but it's so good. Yeah, I'm definitely betting on it. Yeah, it's like 100% betting on it. You got uh, any more of that value for me? I, I got a lot of value, I can tell you. Um, but I, it's like, you you tell me that Optic Chicago, who has been getting shanked recently is going to now be like the world's best team because it's going to land and i would say eh i i i'm wait and see i'm not sold on that yet um you know phase has already been electric and dominating other than that one game uh you're telling me that they're also fan or land fans and so i don't know for me it's a wait and see you you tell me that the the play is going to be better i say great there's a lot of other things I need that need to be improved upon in this league, such as uh, giving me a goddamn schedule so I can plan around when <laughs> I'm going to be betting on this. Um, as, as stage three hasn't even been announced yet. Uh, so that's classic. But, you know, elaborate to me or, or pontificate to me as to why land will improve. Like, which which teams are good. which teams are we going to give a shit about? Like the good the good there will be less instances where you're getting random online bullshit. Yeah. And so your good teams and and you've got to also think it's like you you you're a fan of like if of traditional sports. So if you take a a, a young team that has never been in playoffs, you understand that the pressure of playing in playoffs is going to get to them, like Game 7, NBA, stuff like that. Um, so th- there's a mental aspect. So you will, you have the steadiness of veterans and people can cope under pressure, like our boy Perks from the LCS. Um, and then you have just the, the, the pace of the game, like I was talking about earlier. It means that really good players 
really do well. Um, and it also impacts things like like the AR. I, there's a good clip from about Formal talking about it, how he was like, online, I get all these MP5s in my face and it's fucking tough to deal with. Um, cause, but he's like, once we're on land, he's like, I have no problems. And that's, that's yeah. an actual situation. Um, I, the main, the main thing I would talk about is also like between good players and bad players, that skill gap is going to increase Yeah, because everything is happening at a perfect one-to-one yeah. instead of just like factoring in ping or like packet loss or anything along those lines. And like making sure that your connection perfect. And I know teams like move to Texas to try to remedy that situation, but it's never, it's never one to one online. It's always better on land. And I especially think that experience matters in this regard, but some people are just like made for it. Like insight has been very good on online. We haven't seen him on land in a pro match and he could either be like one of those players that cracks or one of those players that just soars. So soars. Insight's my boy. A lot of what is gonna happen is gonna is gonna come down to more of the new to players, optic I deal think. with him. That's what will happen. <laughs> optic, optic. It's it's gonna come show. down. It's gonna come down to new players though, like Awakening, who didn't play a single game in Modern Warfare on LAN. Um, definitely Insight as well. Any of the new guys that have joined this year into the online environment. So, I think it'll be a very interesting switch. And I mean, while I do want to stay away, I also know kind of the storylines there. So we'll have to see. Uh, what events are on land and what isn't and I know this, because I think and, and, and this will dovetail I think nicely with your next point which is the roster updates right like if you're looking at who you're going to bring onto your team that now all of a sudden has changed if you're going on land like this has to be a major factor when you're constructing your team yeah I mean I guess we can just jump straight into roster changes with that being said I, I do think it factors in a little bit um, and you can kind of see some of that but also some guys have eyes for younger players that they think are doing really well and are not only like, like they can have good gun skill, but some of that can be attributed to online, but they could also be making the right plays, which I think. But then when you, when you combine the right plays with the right gun skill, then you have superstars. I expect that. That's where you get, I expect that out of London. No, you won't get that out of London. The first change that we're going to jump into is a guy that does have land experience and has played on those championship teams, but at the same time is one of those signings. That's like, we want to pay the minimum. So we're going to give this guy his last shot. Um, and it's Paris subbing in temp for fire. Uh, fires had kind of a brutal stretch after joining the team. And, and I guess it was time to part ways with him. And for me, this is like a, again, like, we want to sign somebody for the lowest possible that has like a little bit of experience and just throw them into this team and then try to finish out our season, like aim for the home stretch. So I don't think this will really impact where Paris stands that much. I, I don't think like temp fits into this team in an amazing way. And I don't think they'll greatly improve. They might improve a little bit, but uh, this for me is kind of just a wash in my eyes. thoughts boys anything yeah, no no i gave my thoughts right there those were my thoughts <laughs> yeah l- empty, let's talk about empty. a more interesting team yeah like... <laughs> okay well i mean if you want to jump into a more interesting team this is like kind of breaking news for the cdl a little bit so new york subliners after cloister like talked about maybe taking some time away i don't think he's going to be but it does seem like they are going to sub out mac and diamond con and replace both of them with uh, Hydra from their academy team, who's been on an absolute burner in challengers. 
and definitely deserves the spot right now. And then Phase's substitute, they're also in talks of acquiring uh, siblings. So we could be looking at an entirely new New York in two weeks. Which is so interesting to me, right? Like, up until the major, they were a pretty good team. We had them as second place just behind FaZe, right? They had been really performing well. So to be making this many changes after a, and I am not going to belittle their lack of performance and performance in the uh, major, but it, it it is a bit shocking to see this many changes coming out of um, the, the subliners. What's to be confirmed. So I think we need to hold our horses a lot, a little bit because like, no. yeah, there's a lot of stuff being said. I don't know if it will happen. We don't even know who's getting put out. Uh, we don't even know if they are. Is it for the main team, challenger team? I think there's like a lot of stuff in the air. I I am curious though, like, because we're, we're assuming it's Mac and Diamond Comp. Well, but... the Hydra starting is like all but confirmed. But it yeah, is that, that, I, confirmed. that I totally see. That That's fine. But then, you know, it... Is Clayster going to take a step back? No, no, no. Clayster, I think, is going to play. From what it sounds like, it's going to be Clayster, Asim, um, Hydra. Mac out. Mac out? Then... Mac's been solid. He's improved a lot. I think he had a tough start. Diamond Con's been better in my eyes, um, and it's a little bit weirder to sub him out, I guess. But at the same time, like they are look- they're like eyeing down two of the most cha- like talented challengers players at the moment. So yeah, it should be an interesting swap. Um, again, like this is going to factor into land, of course, like if you just picked up two dog shit land players then you've just fucked your entire season away. So I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. I think it's a crazy change. That's they're just going to risk it. it. Yeah. You have to risk it, but Clayster also has a good eye for these things. So I think he'll probably do a good job here and definitely get them into the team quickly and and get them ready. You know who risked it? Toronto ultra. And they got the biggest biscuit. I mean, they also definitely picked up the best sub they possibly could have in that situation. <laughs> they nailed it. Oh, they nailed it on the head. That was a crazy call from Marky B to throw him in. Um, and, and especially subbing out methods. Like, unbelievable. Didn't touch on that enough, but what a call from them. What a call. Finally, the uh, last roster change, I guess, is is Florida has benched Slack official, uh, slacked officially. Um, yeah. And they're looking at testing out new players. Nobody really knows what direction they're going yet. I think they've looked at Havoc, um, Decimate, another former pro, and then one other. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know what what's really going to happen there. It's not very interesting to me. I don't think it'll be very interesting to you guys either because I don't think it'll make him a contender at the end of the day. Like, Slack's done his role well enough, and – unless they get some crazy player in there and none of those players are really that player to me, I don't think much changes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's, it's a tricky one because bringing on awakening last year was what got them the three wins. But at the same time, I just think, especially with the return to land, I don't know. I'm not that excited. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not super busting a nut over the sub here so i I don't know it's not like crazy important to me but 
you guys got any final thoughts after recapping the major, kind of going through things? Nah, I just want I want uh, CDL to fucking announce shit ahead of time and not like one oh, week out. Sure. Um, and lands back, and I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the main thing, I think. Yeah, and I think just land. Look, I just can't. Like I said, I'm gonna definitely skip the first weekend on betting, but I cannot wait to bet the first weekend on bet uh, the CDL. It's <laughs> my favorite. All right, well, that being said, that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Money Hill. Go follow us on Twitter, at Best of 3 Network. Join our Discord in the pin tweet, and we will see you guys in two weeks for the start of the next stage. Unfortunately, we still don't have the schedule or the groups yet, but that's not our fault. And then I think, Scoot, next week we're going to do a bit of just like a betting recap, like what we do and how we do it. Yep, absolutely. We're going to go through that. Um, it was requested from us, so it's about time we step up to the so we, plate. So there. we oblige them. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Muddy Hill. We'll see you guys in two weeks again. Toodaloo. Peace out. Bye, everyone.